Good evening, I am Bazak, not your usual host, and welcome to Star Trek Reliant. Uh, I usually play uh, the Reliant's chief engineer, Rick Tier, but tonight, our usual host, Hippie John, is going to play... Uh, play Lieutenant uh, Bryce. Uh, yeah, I'll be playing Bryce, the security and tactical officer. So Hippie will be a player tonight, I'll be our storyteller, dungeon master, game master... And uh, let's go into the rest of the crew. Uh, let's go with uh, Counselor. I am the Grumpy Old Nord. I play Chaplain Victor Waitley, the uh, ship's counselor of the USS Reliant, and also the uh, universal chaplain of the uh, the All Faiths Chapel aboard the ship. We have our captain. Uh, I'm Doug in Idaho. I play Cap uh, Captain Marcus Graves, and I've not been court-martialed yet. The operative word here is yet. And finally, who also hasn't been court-martialed yet. Hi, I'm Kara Jinrani. I'm the ship's con officer. I'm also the resident troublemaker. Not that we don't have enough anyway. Alright, so, uh, to... I was... Sorry, go. <laughs> I'm just gonna make a rejoinder to that. <laughs> I was the one who ordered you to shoot Waitley last episode, so I might be stealing that title soon. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the one who enjoyed it. <laughs> so now you know why I think why... we all enjoyed it. <laughs> so now you know why we have both uh people who uh, haven't been caught much of yet um as that uh particular moniker attached to their introduction. And now so let's start with Captain Graves. You're in your ready room uh, going over some reports for the day. Uh, security has has changed some shifts and things have been, been going well. Um, just going over all this, this personnel stuff, uh, checking the rosters. Uh, a lot of staff have come in and out um, since last docking at Ep since uh, Epsilon uh, Ten Starbase. Uh, we're just sort of just sort of ready to leave and go out on our on our assigned patrol route. Uh, when at your ready room door, there's a bell. Uh, Marcus uh, sets aside his paperwork, glad for the interruption, and cheerfully says, Come in! The, the, the door swooshes open as, as Rick Tear enters in. Uh, he goes, uh, Captain, uh, with well, what recently happened um, with, in regarding to Philip Cray, I've, I think it would be best if I would engage in some research activity as to temporal... Uh, mechanics and I would um, I have some contacts that might be able to help um, that just how happened to be in the area would uh, we Are... be able to plan a diversion perhaps perhaps um, I'd like to know if you're talking about general mechanics or the actual tech well to start with uh, general like there is Obviously, some basic elements of the temporal commandics I am already familiar with, but uh, I would like to have a more in-depth study to start with how things work, and then once I have that theoretical basis, then I can start dealing with the more mechanical side of the situation more effectively, knowing just how chronotons and and the, the finer details, uh, particle interaction. 
I gotcha. Yeah, when I was at the Academy, I mean, studying temporal mechanics, we really focused more on sort of the causality, sort of the general theory behind it. So let's just put it this way. It would be good to have someone who understands the nitty-gritty details. So, um, yeah, permission granted. We can make a diversion once we uh, get underway, and provided it's not too far, um, yeah, should be a piece of cake. All right, I will uh, uh, make some calls and uh, and uh, advise you of location as soon as I can. Cool. Um, settling in all right? Uh, yes, uh, engineering, there, there's still a uh, lot of new people coming into engineering. Yeah. It is, it is, it is a bit of a challenge integrating new staff, but, uh, things are happen to be going well. Oh, it's good to hear. Yeah, because I was a little bit worried about the team dynamic down there just with substitutions, getting a feel for the place. But yeah, if you think some drills would be good or just miscellaneous team building exercises, certainly have plenty of authorization to do that. So yeah, just let me know if there's anything I can do down there to help, you know, uh, the newcomers feel a little bit more at home. Well, the newcomers have been taken under the wings by some of the more senior senior members of the engineer team, so um, I am definitely keeping an eye out on if I think anything needs to be done, but but things ha things are going well. So far. So, yeah, sounds good. I'll let you know if there's any complications with getting our uh, little uh, detour uh, taken care of, but yeah, in the meantime, let's go ahead and plan for that. Right, thank you, Captain. I'll see you shortly. See ya! And with a, not, a short bow, uh, Rick Tear turns around and leaves, closing the door. Is there any quick scene uh, that people want to do before we move on? Um, what about Nala and Kara uniting? Because Kara was without her puppy last episode. And her Ibby. Yeah, but that would be a short scene which would mostly just involve Kara petting the dog and moving on. That's still okay. a cool well, scene that so happens. For, for me, that's still a cool well, scene. Well, Sensa would be in the room as well. <laughs> that's right. Uh, if you want to move on, though. Yeah, move on. I don't have anything. Okay. All right. So uh, shortly after uh, Rick uh, passes on some coordinates, gives you uh, the details of the USS Al Quo. Uh, it uh, sounded like Al-Quaziri. Al-Quaziri. Uh, the USS Al-Quaziri. It's a 19-class uh, vessel. Uh, that it, it is not uh, too far away. Um, just uh, sort of passing through the area on its way to... Uh, on its own mission. And um, you have the details of the captain. It's uh, Anar Andorian hybrid. Uh, Lisan Tazareth. Um, uh, you, can you give me a, uh, reason command role, please? Oh, um, can you tell us, Baz, um, Look just gonna ask, can you tell us with that name, Baz, would it be Captain Vasant or Captain Fazeris? Uh, Vazaris, uh, I've put it in the, in the thing, it'll be Captain, that's the general, Okay. So, what was the role? It was Reason Science? Uh, reason Command. Okay. Ooh. Um, it, it doesn't take a much looking, um, but she, uh, the Lasan is uh, one of the original crew members of the uh, USS Valkyrie that made first contact. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, that, that's pretty much all you, all you really get with one. Um... 
Yeah. Still cool. And yeah, uh, it's interesting. And um, and yes, yeah, so, and uh, along with with the information on the ship, you, you're getting the current co- there is current coordinates and uh, a meeting uh, set of another set of coordinates um, scheduled to uh, uh, day's time. Okay. So, I do actually have an idea for a scene to fill that day of travel. So, I want Setsu Jigoro to visit Waitley. Oh, that's funny. After a full session. That's funny, I wanted Bryce to invite Waitley to the holodeck, but Setsu visiting him is cooler. Oh, no, no, we can't, okay, what we can do is, um, uh, Setsu visits Waitley, well, Waitley gets the invitation from Bryce, so then you can actually transition between those, if you want. How about... Uh, he uh, invites both Setsa and Waitley uh, because of what happened on the station. He kind of likes Setsa. Remember the station where they had to go save her life? Yeah. And he had to, like, run out on the hall and shit. So he, like, kind of <laughs> he kind of feels a little connected to this person. So he'll be like, yeah, why don't you two come down to the holodeck? I want to show you something <laughs> at some point, you know, like after your meeting or, dur- uh, you know. So, yeah, Bryce is definitely down in the holodeck doing something with his time off on that day. Okay, so we'll go with that. All right, so Waitley, you received the various invites. Waitley, ever since the situation on the uh, the base, has been pretty uh, keeping to himself. And uh, not that he's ever that bit, and not that he's ever been that much of a social butterfly, but it's become even more prominent since then. And uh, he's very curt and professional, and, you know, he hasn't really... Like, he had been kind of branching out and becoming more of a... You know, you were seeing more of a sense of humor and, and, and his, his dry sardonicism and all that over the past few weeks. And ever since the uh, the incident at the base with Philip Cray and getting stunned, he's just been very almost sullen, would be uh, how I would describe it. And uh, so he... He receives the invite and immediately uh, he's there promptly at the the time requested. It's the little button to ring the bell at the door. So let's start with the holodeck and then... Yeah, let's just... Um, we can just uh, take care of all this. That's a Waitley interaction on the holodeck. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's, that's where I, I'm, I think it's great where you'll have that interaction. Um, uh when the holodeck doors open, you see a wide sweeping vista, like um, like you're looking out at um, the the scenes from the uh, from the Hobbit movies, from the Lord of the Rings movies, and there are three horses that are uh, that are there um, where you are, where 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 you enter, and Bryce says, "Hey." Um, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to be part of the ride of the Rohirrim when they come in to save everyone? And he like, um, and he gives you guys like a, a you know, like a, a shrug. Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> so, Setsa is just kind of like, okay, this is this is custom. I'm going to go along with custom. Maybe it's a human thing. Although Bryce is an android. Um, we might be he says I program. He, he says I programmed the horses so that even if we don't know how to ride, because I don't know how to ride, um, even if we don't know how to ride them, it'll be okay. So we won't fall off and stuff. Down no, there, that's, 
down there and he points out he's like are our allies who are about to be overrun and we're going to ride in on horses when i activate the program with this giant army of horsemen it's going to be super fun um okay he starts to mount up on one of the horses so setsa has got a little bit of a problem because she's uh arrived in her new uniform so uh blue odyssey variant uh with a short right. skirt so she's having to work out the mechanics of how to ride the horse. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, uh, so Bryce is I, in his wait, uniform too. Uh, let's actually go ahead and make this a roll. So I'd say engineering. Oh, what would this be? Do you want to go go control? Uh, let's go security or oh, language. Oh, okay. Engineering. Uh, let's go security. It's just figure out how to get on top of the horse. And she's able to perform that with one success uh, sufficiently well. So she's able to mount up, just get a little comfortable, like, okay, we're just going to be riding these things, and oh, we also have to have weapons too. And okay, I think I got this. I think I got this. And she looks over at Whitley and uh, says, um, Hey, um, it, you're good with this too, right? You haven't said much. He, uh, he's kind of just been standing there observing. And as everybody starts mounting, he looks over at the, the holographic horse. Just kind of gives a little shrug to himself and needs to mount. And, uh, you know, when, when uh, Setsa says something to him, he just looks at her and nods. Well, okay, well, just let you know, I mean, getting shot by Kara, I mean, not the first person to have to, you know, get a little stunned here and there. <laughs> Bryce looks over at Waitley and he says, so... I've been going kind of crazy being, you know, on a star. We, we haven't gotten any excitement. And when we don't get any excitement, we tend to just do silly things. Uh, like get stunned by our crewmates. Computer, activate program Bryce 00712. And suddenly the holodeck around us, like, fills weapons like spears come into our hand. You can see down below where the uh, where the people are um, being, you know, being attacked by the orcs and everything. And um, uh, all around, uh, all around the three of uh, them, this army of the Rohirrim arrives. And Bryce, uh, Bryce, the horses just start riding with the 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 ride of the Rohirrim. Like this is. Is, this is the moment in, in, in that story where, you know, the horsemen save the day and you get to be a part of it. It's just this kind of, um, my thought is it's just like a, a chance. And, and after it's done, I, I don't know whether we'd have to make any rolls or anything, uh, Baz. Um, it's really supposed to, the, the idea behind it is just to get um, uh, Waitley's blood pumping. That's why Bryce invited him. Uh, and he invited uh, Setsa because he thinks that she probably, um, she hasn't made that many friends. And so he's like, hey, let's, uh, let's do stuff in the holodeck. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's what I programmed. And, and people can react to it, I guess. <laughs> Bryce loves this shit, by the way. <laughs> so are there controls on the horsey? Uh, no, the horse just would, would just ride. Um okay. Okay. Um, am I holding the stick thing right? Just and, uh, and like, like try, I, I just, love that. Am I holding the stick thing right? Just for uh, my own personal enjoyment, let's all roll daring security. Awesome. That's uh, 
That's good. I, I hope for... Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, Setsu's gonna have fun with that 20. Oh, with a complication. That's no fun. Why did it not take? Oh, because I, did, I didn't need to do that. It, oh, the, the dice, the... Oh, what's happening? Exclamation point. 2d20, and then your number. target number. Yeah, for some reason the server's not accepting it. Um, let's see. I can, uh... Someone uh, roll it for me or cry. Yeah, what's your target? Red. 14. You got two successes. Cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> waitly, no successes, one complication. <laughs> Uh, have fun describing all this, Baz. <laughs> okay, so the, the, the charge happens. Uh, you and thousands of other horsemen come chasing down in, into the valley below. Uh, you, 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 wait, we, um, it is, it is, um, uh, Bryce who charges in first, just sort of spearing, slashing with his sword at the, through his leg, making... Making it look tremendously easy. However, behind um, Setsa, she, she makes a couple of good swings. Takes takes quite a few out, but somehow gets the uh, the longer spear uh, that she's carrying sort of like caught and wedged, and gets that gets sort of ripped out of her hand part way through, and so she has to sort of has to resort to kicks. To, to make a way through the rest of the hordes. Whereas Waitley just um, gets, like, make, makes his strike and then gets the thing stuck into the first orc that he sees. Is then un unable to, to rip it out uh, of, of the orc as, as, um, as he drives off. So just leaving, leaving, um, leaving the, the wave of swords and. Uh, things just just missing him and uh, and crashing by as he goes through. Um, at seeing Waitley's uh, uh, efforts, uh, Setsa calls over. To um, it's the thought that counts. I'm trying to think of what Waitley would do in that situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, ah, he looks around real quick and. Uh, he gets an idea and he says, uh, "Computer, give me a sword." The sword quickly materializes in your hand as you start returning, but it's 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 a bit it's a bit too late as you go through, leaving a, a large swath of, of of orcs between. You know, like sort of, you, you missed a good percentage of potential kills, pretty much. But you're mm. uh, you, you return back to swashblocking, and and for the most part, it's now sort of just. Just swing your swords and you hit an orc. It, it's, it's, it doesn't seem to be any difficult right now. Um, um, Setsu's going to try to stand on top of the horse as it's uh, uh, charging along. All right. Uh, give me a control security for that one. Uh, any complications with doing this in combat? Um, or any no, difficulty? I mean, no. I'm, I'm, just, um, I'm still going to keep this one because this is... One, a holodeck program, and two, it's sort of designed for you to do stupid stuff. <laughs> Three successes. <laughs> Momentum! <laughs> so, 
So yeah, you get two momentum uh, with, uh, as as uh, Setsu jumps on, stands up on the horse, and and just sort of like kicks kicks and and bashes in the head of the orcs as, as in a sort of dance as, as as she goes along. Does Bryce want That's to do yell. anything else? Take pictures. Um. Bryce is doing something else because I'm 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 I, I but but he'll be doing it. It seems that Bryce is very intent on recording what is happening. Like he's he's not necessarily fighting very much. He's like recording what Setsa and Waitley do and uh, various parts of the combat. Like his eyes are f- like flinging all around um and i'll tell you what he does after you know they start their meeting and um he goes off and you know goes to his quarters okay but uh, yeah he's recording everything give me a control say engineering check Ooh, that's not super good for me <laughs> that's really not, but i still get two successes <laughs> Okay, so so the, the uh, I'll tell you the details of that and what you find a bit later. Um, awesome, that sounds great. Does it build any momentum? Uh, yes, uh, with the um, total momentum, you have now four. Uh, I didn't include one from nice. Bryce's earlier two from from previously. Awesome, because I'm going to open a Notepad thing now and just be like, keep track of it. Because you know why not. All right. So uh, as you swing and fight, the the orc the orc horde diminishes and and uh, basically just follows the the uh, the scene. The story, from, yeah. The scene from the movie. Um, I, I don't really. What I had to... programmed. I was gonna say what I had programmed really only goes up to when the orcs fall defeated. Um, it would be like all of it would like fade away, and we would just be left in the countryside. Um, before uh, Bryce would look over and be like, "Man, that was fun. Um, these are these are some of my favorite stories ever. There's grand, epic battles like this um, that are as good to study as real battles that have occurred." Um, thank you, guys. And you know, he basically is like he seems very happy that you guys have uh, uh, that you accepted his invitation to come hang out and. Um, play live action, you know, Lord of the Rings with him. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Setsa, um, at this point, says... It, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I mean, I got to stand on top of the horse thing, and I didn't get stabbed too much. So, yeah, real fun. And it, it's, she it's jumps one off of those the things. <laughs> nice yeah bryce um, is like it's just one of those things like i don't get excited or adrenaline like you know living creatures but there really is something to it i i can't even describe it so actually one quick question here through all of this waitley is kind of going through this combat scene one thing i kind of want to establish because we've actually never touched on this is his ability to read Setsa considering that part of her brain, an important part of it, is positronic? So how would that feel to Waitley? That is a very good question. Be kind of like, she's not all there, she's got some static. I like the idea of the static, like any anything that the, the positronic brain is actually affecting. I, I was about to add, I like the, the word static, that, that really worked in my brain. 
so he could basically read parts of her. So, like, let's basically say, like, like in more of the intense emotions, both processing, Waitley can't really read her. Does that sound good? Makes sense to me. Okay. So, yeah, so going through that, you're probably feeling more, like, because it's a lot of emotion and just energy, you're probably feeling more of Setsa than uh, you have previously. So whatever that, for whatever that amounts to. Sweet, Bryce's plan worked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. All right, so uh, are we going to continue on the scene or with... Bryce, Bryce, I'll I'll let them go to the scene that um, Market, that that Duncan wants to do with Setsa because I'll tell you what Bryce does and then I'll shut up. Bryce goes to his quarters and he calls up the, um, the original text of that scene and he starts inputting the differences in that scene because there was an elven woman or there was a Rohirrim woman who stood on top of her horse and there was a, a, a you know there was a, basically he adds the changes <laughs> that just happened into the original text he's he's practicing being a writer he's 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 practicing trying to find his creativity that's a little bit of uh background information about bryce that i i hadn't thought of before tonight but um there you go and now i'll shut up for your scene okay i will i will add a little bit as well as as um bryce is doing that he is occasionally pulling up some of the uh recording and and um and the images that he took and they actually um, they're actually really good. They actually get a real sense of of the emotion of the of the movement of of the viscerality of of the situation. So that when he does make his his edits, his story edits, um, that he is able to put uh, more into that than than he would have otherwise had. Awesome. That's 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 really cool. Um... That's that's cool character growth for Bryce. I, I like that. Thanks, Baz. Thanks for letting me like say I wanted to do that scene. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Setsa and Waitley. So you're just in the Bryce has 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 left the holodeck and it's just now a calm, pleasant um, outside scene. No signs of battle. No signs of the horses. No signs of bodies or weapons or anything that just happened. Nice, pleasant. So, Setsa is just sort of basking in sort of the, the weather, just enjoying the scene. She kind of just stretches, takes a look at Waitley and says, Yeah, thank you. I know how it is to kind of lose yourself a little bit. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, help me out with, you know, just trying to integrate after, you know, liberation and then what happened after Ifar. So, yeah, you didn't say anything. I mean, I'm kind of here, but... You know, you like to talk to other people, too. Waitley uh, just kind of looks at her for a second, nods, and says, I appreciate. Oh, that's good. And she she's kind of struggling with the um, the sort of the social mechanics. So she's kind of like at that point of like, I don't know if she we should walk out. I don't know if we should just kind of stay here. Is there more I should say? Am I doing things wrong? And that's starting to sort of perkle up into her emotional state. He uh, he quirks an eyebrow and says, "Was there anything else you wanted to ask?" No, no, just don't know what to do with myself sometimes. That is a fairly common state of being, for hence why we enjoy the rigidity of Starfleet militaristic structure. 
why I think you are told. Yeah, still, kind of, oh, been a rough few days here, just trying to integrate, because I got my first duty shift, um, just kind of taking a look at the, um, you know, analysis software downstairs, just make sure everything's in order, and, uh, I mean, other people talk, and I just don't feel it. Just... She kind of just trails off there. How do you feel you have been fitting in with through the ship? But... Um, I'm doing my job. I mean, Quentin hasn't thrown me out, and I guess things are fine, just no one really talks, and, uh, or at least to me. I mean, I haven't really been able to talk with Marcus yet, or Kara, and, uh, no, things are fine, we're just, things are really busy, and I just gotta, you know, keep my head down a little bit right here until we can get underway, and things start to feel normal, maybe. He, uh, he gives kind of a, a slight smirk at the, uh, the, the reference to normal, but he doesn't say anything about that. He says, uh, <laughs> do you feel that the crew have accepted you as one of their... It's hard to say, but uh, being, well, what I am, I... Uh, it's easier. It wasn't easy at the Academy, but it was easier, but I don't know, maybe knowing more about myself and going through what I went through is, you know, putting physical and mental barriers. I mean, I... I can't help but look like I was assimilated, and some people don't know what to do about that, and then there's what's inside me from before, and I don't know what to do about that either, just trying to get back to normal. There is a saying that humans are want to say in times of great stress and upheaval, which is, this is the new What you are expressing, wanting to get back to normal, may not be possible to... However... Knowing that you are in Starfoot, that you have been accepted, that you have your duties, you can make whatever you wish to be. I, yeah, uh, just need to keep thinking like that, not thinking like I have to get back to something or be something else. Just and she gives like a really fragile smile, but just sort of putting more of the effort in it. Just learning how to be me. Waitley nods and says, "Then you're already halfway there." And sort of feeling a little bit more uh, confident, she's. Like, all right, well, thanks. I suppose we should probably be getting back, because certainly can't spend the entire day on the holodeck. As nice as this is. He looks around, nods, and, says, and uh, proceeds to exit. And she joins him. As, uh, as Waitley's leaving, and he, you know, they pass through the arch, he, he kind of stops and hesitates at the access panel. He kind of gives a quick uh, look through the available programs, and he's just looking to see if that one program uh, that was there when he had that encounter in the holodeck is still there or not. <laughs> I will allow uh, Hippie to decide that one since he's outside the Are, are you asking if the, um, if, if the, uh, what, what is it? The Mothman? No, the, 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 what was the creature's name? The, oh, no, the, the uh, one, no, it was the, the encounter Waitley had in the holodeck when, uh, when he heard that other voice. Oh, oh, oh. Turned the program off. Oh, oh, you look for that program. Um, Yes. A a quick perusal to see if that's still there. Yes, the counselor program is still there. Um, It is uh, easily, just uh, to to be noted, that program is easily um, uh, changeable uh, for the physical appearance wise, and it just contains the collected knowledge of uh, knowledge and personality of 
of like thousands of counselors. He's so. Waitley is going to lock protect it and then uh, basically put a uh, a password on it that it does not show up to anybody who doesn't have the password to access it. Cool. And then he's going to end the the program that is currently active. Alrighty then. So um, the Reliant exits warp and arrives um, at the coordinates specified. The USS Al. I'm gonna miss it up always as as I try to say Al. Because because me. Al queries me. That's it. Uh, as, there we go. As the Al queries me is just standing standing in orbit um, about. Uh, at station keeping, uh, you see the see the uh, message inv- invitation for the senior staff to uh, board. Well, I mean, I'd be on the bridge at the security station, so um, yeah. uh, if, if there's a ship, message, so. I'll report. Like, hey, captain, most of us are on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're we're on the bridge. So um, so we we've docked. Um, are we departing or just taking or, or taking on the uh, specialist? Uh, so, so uh, the the request seems to be that um, Rick, uh, like there is a, a, a the request is for you to visit them. Rick stays um, on on their ship for a bit while they they go over some stuff together, um, and um, and that seems. Oh, to be so. Right. So is it like a like just a cordial invitation for people besides Rick to go over if we want to see their ship? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if the captain commands it, I'll go. But like Bryce is Bryce just reports, you know, uh, no, you know, no, no unexpected contacts in the system. Uh, sending the you know sending the message from the Alquaziri to you now, Captain. No, the last time we saw a ship like this, there was an awful lot of holes in it. Just saying. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce replies, you have a... No, actually, Moon would look over. I'm going to say Moon would look over and be like, you have a very twisted sense of humor. <laughs> that wasn't funny. Who's laughing? There, there, There's just like I'm a long, <laughs> awkward pause. And Marcus <laughs> says, eventually, alrighty, alright, let's get over there. Um, Let's just say... Uh, Moon, you, junior staff, have the bridge. Uh, let's yes, see sir. what we bring over. Um, let's get Waitley, Rick, Kara. Hey, let's go. Good at diplomacy uh, if we need that. Um, Are you going to need a security and then, captain? Yeah, you need I think we'll be pretty good. Good, I'll stay here. Uh, but then. yeah, let's bring you. No, I'll, I don't need a team. I just need you. And um, he, he actually gives you that face of like we're going to a Federation ship, sir. But he, uh, but he takes his sidearm from under the tactical station and joins you guys in the turbo lift. And yeah, lastly, he when, sends a message to. When diplomacy is mentioned, Kara checks her pistol as well. <laughs> and uh, uh, Marcus also sends a note to Doctor Eli O'Connor to join us uh, for uh, the trip over to this Federation ship. Uh-huh. Hey Nick, we saw you sneak in. Yes. So, huzzah, we are on our way to board the ship I can't pronounce yet. <laughs> Al Quaziri. I needed to hear Baz. Okay. I ha- I needed to hear Baz try to pronounce it one more time before I could commit it to memory. <laughs> well, 
I'm going to... I'm going to change into my special shoes. I'll just bring in something. Uh, Marcus is like the only one going into this unarmed and just expecting a nice chat. Well, probably Rick too, but everyone else, just because of <laughs> missions we've had, is just expecting, yep, this is going to probably end in explosion somehow. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, Kara's just always armed, unless there's a very good reason that she's not allowed to be. And, uh, let's say, um... Oh, just for a little bit of color here. As they're walking through the halls, they randomly also walk by Seta as she's sort of going between two um, sign stations. And she just kind of gives a little uh, wave to uh, Marcus and, well, just the whole group, but Marcus and Kara in particular. Kara waves back, still getting used to a new metal hand, but enjoying it reasonably well. So they arrive at the docking port. All right, so... um. Uh, as the, 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 uh, it's where the, uh, port opens, the, um, airlock. The airlock opens and, uh, standing on the other side is, is the sound of the Ceres captain of the USS Alquarizmi. Uh, I'll eventually be able to say it without tripping over myself. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and the senior staff, um, I haven't really gone into a lot of details on the senior staff, but there is, um, the chief engineer is, uh, a better, uh, is also a better Zoid. There, there, uh, there's, um, a, um, a, not Ben, Benzite, yes, that's it, uh, Benzite, chief science, um, does, does he have the breather? He does, he doesn't have the breather, um, so he's had had some um, changes there to to allow him to breathe in in more standard yep. Federation environments, and um, uh, you, you see quite a diverse crew there. It, it there, there doesn't seem to be a, be a, a lot of any one particular, just sort of like a, a, a melting pot of races, uh, so to speak, uh, as you arrive and. Um, uh, the captain goes. Welcome to the to you, the USS Alquarizmi. I am Captain Cesaris, and uh, you must be Captain Marcus Graves. Welcome. I am. Uh, yeah, quite a welcome indeed. Here, I wasn't expecting so a formal visit. Well, it it is not. Uh, well, we're more of a science vessel, and not a lot of time we get get random visits. Uh, Especially at such short, short notice. Bryce says it's always nice to see. Uh, it, it's always nice to see fellow officers, and he extends his hand out to whoever their tactical officer is. Can we say that it's like a Saurian? Yeah, uh, the Saurian tactical officer reaches out and, and shakes your hand. Um, he says, it, "Lieutenant Bryce," uh, and just wondered, "Is uh, Lieutenant uh, Carden?" Uh, uh, I'm not really sure. Of Many of the species. I love names. it. I love it. I love it. That's exactly how names should be made up on the fly. Kara, you know, sizes up what she is, suspects is her, you know, counterpart and offers her metal left hand forward just to see if we'll actually take it. Uh, she'll take it and, uh, and, uh, you notice that the captain actually takes a bit of a extended look. As uh, oh, the must be uh, some new uh, new developments in 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 your processes there. Have Kara s- nods 
Corrigan Ronnie here, con officer, and the new arm is thanks to the doctor. She points over at Eli. Well, uh, Dr. Eli, I happen to know a, um, a fellow doctor that would be quite interested in your progress. Dr. Uh, O'Connor will work. Um, I'm excited to hear about that. I want to meet them, I guess. Well, unfortunately, they're not on this ship currently, but I'm sure they're, they're, they've been read, reading whatever papers you, you've written about the subject. Perhaps in the future, then. Maybe, perhaps. Okay, uh, so, well, Rick, uh, it is finally, a, it is a pleasure to see you once more. When was the last time we met? I think it was, I think it was your second year, the start of your second year? And they sort of, um, uh, oh, uh, please follow me. Uh, and she, as she mentioned, uh, waves everyone uh, over and starts uh, engaging with Rick here. Just some, just, just some small talk about um you know what has been happening some interesting stuff um uh, rick rick starts uh, involves uh, uh, I, uh and, and she mentions i hear you've been having uh, a visit by by a dti agent how has that been been going and and you know there is some mention about that and and some discussion as they they arrive to the bridge um oh um would you like uh, a tour of the ship? Um, I, I've got some notes that I'm going to go across here with Rick and and, and to um, delve more into the study of temporal mechanics, but um, it, it's probably going to take some time, so I don't know if you want to stay for that time or if you would, would rather... Um, uh, uh, there is actually something that you can do, but uh, if you don't want to go with it, then that's fine as well. Kara just ends up looking over at Marcus for the decision. Marcus says, yeah, we got plenty of time here. Um, yeah, don't get to take a look at too many other Federation ships. Now, first tour, we basically got put in almost command. Oh, I didn't. And yeah, we've just been spending a lot of time on Reliant here. So interesting to see what you guys have for the setup, because we're not really looking at getting back into science and exploration after you know, a little trip to the front lines. All right, so uh, there is... Oh, well, let's take you right to the science labs. Uh, that is well, actually our first re major recent um, discovery is being looked at. Um, so follow me. And she leads you um, through through the ship, down the, down the turbo lift, across the deck, and, and in, into uh, what appear to be some modular laboratories. Um, there is... It's, it's more of a... It, it's there isn't much people room, but it is a large room. There is a lot of equipment um, that is that is filling up the space here, and um, as she goes over to uh, to what appears to be some sort of like high security storage locker, uh, like there's a false field and and sort of interlocking locks as as they. Um, in the locker, she deactivates the stage one by one, and a uh, uh, false field goes down, and, and the locker opens to reveal um, what amounts to uh, a sci-fi Tupperware container. Uh, inside, uh, inside this this see-through container is is there is some kind of blob of matter. It's sort of shifts and sort of changes shape um 
Uh, Kari just looks uh, looks at it for a second. Uh, you know, you yeah, should really Bryce clean out. Is staring at it. You should really clean out your fridge before it gets that bad. Well, the thing is, we've this is not our fridge. The, well, it is. It, it is. Well, it is essentially uh, something between a liquid and a solid. From what we've been able to to gather, it has. The, the the molecular bonds of of a solid say something like more more akin to that of of jello, but also can just as easily break those bonds and re- reform them into a, a new shape and sort of just act as 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 a sort of shifting liquid as well. It is it is quite bizarre. Looks, look, I, I look over at Kara. She's the only science officer that, you know, there are medical officers here, but we don't have a science officer. And I, I look over at Kara and I say, is it possible that thing is sentient? Kara, without doing any deep thinking, immediately just responds, hell if I know. Well, that was actually... Bryce the, is very interested. <laughs> that is the actual thing that, um, uh, the, the task that I, with uh, something that we need to look at, um... We're doing our own study into it, but, I mean, we've just located it, so we've only been able to verify the the basic elements of, of what it's made up. But uh, uh, contacts in, in the uh, Daystrom Institute also also would like a, a sample, and um, we, we've arranged to see if, to, uh, through a collection of, of drop-offs and, and transports, to, to take this thing to there, but... Uh, if we are going to delve into this, well, it, it might into the the subject of time. Then, well, it, it, we might as well pass the task on to you as 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 we deal with uh, deal with bringing our friend here up to the up to speed. Up to speed. Kara size. Okay, somebody get me some files on the founders. I want to make sure we haven't accidentally caught one. Good uh, idea. Uh, so, uh, Captain, as soon as I get back to the Reliant, I'll get security teams and force fields uh, ready in the, ready around the science labs. Uh, ready. Well, Just I, ready. It doesn't even matter what for at this point. Yeah, yeah, just ready. <laughs> and he is so, like, Bryce is really focused on this container and this blob thing that's like moving in it. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, so, oh, we, we have been able to verify that its makeup is not that of all of the Dominion's founders. Um, there, there's different, uh, while the, the founders have a morphogenic matrix, this is more of a... I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but more of a new type of matter. Does Waitley okay. get any kind of, you know, psychic read from the blob? Uh, give give me an insight uh, command roll on that. I was actually so about to ask you, Waitley. <laughs> no successes. What you're you're getting? It, it's hard to really say what you're getting. It's definitely not a mind in the traditional sense, um, but I mean there are. Um, it is there is some kind of pattern and and thing to it. You, you you're not sure if it's sentient or if it's just some kind of unknown 
um, chemical or or just sort of not chem- uh, like mechanical interaction with it, but um, you're unable to to confirm any kind of of um, mind there. It's just if there is one, it's drastically unfamiliar to anything that you've you've experienced before. Okay. Waitley comments on that that I am unable to detect any familiar kinds of mental illness. Okay, so, so rule how one much trouble are we looking nobody at? Nobody eats it. Rule two, nobody touches it. Rule three, we keep the case locked. Those are good rules. Yeah, well, given the way things have run for us lately, I feel like some good rules is probably our best chance of getting out of this without getting eaten by the blob. I've seen too many human horror movies. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm a, I, I was about to say, there's there's a good chance this is going to turn into a problem. Uh, and I, I look at the security officer and I, I, I walk over and I'm like, okay, tell me the lockdown procedures on the case and all. Like, like Bryce wants to like be the one who's carrying the case out of there. Uh, well, and he goes into like the, the what the... The 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 uh, specifications of the the current high security locker that that was in there like the 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 class ten force field the 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 interlocking ceiling state of the of of the um of the doors of the locker and 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 just the the enclosure that um uh, that is 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 the is is the is the sci-fi equivalent of the of the Tupperware container. Uh, so, so he's able to give you those details and, and nothing seems to, to, to have happened so far. So, um, I mean, it, it's something completely unknown. So they can't really say for hundred percent certain that, that nothing has happened while it's there, but, but this is what they've done. And it's, it's, it's all good. All good. All good. All right. Um, I, Look at the captain. Like, am I getting his? Like, are we? Are we doing this? <laughs> I'm taking the case uh, when he gives like the when when the captain gives the yeah we're doing this. I'll pick up the case. We should be able to handle this. And this is just Marcus's internal monologue. But chances are something's probably going to go wrong. So let's just be real careful about this. And he turns to Bryce and says, "Yeah, but let's just make sure we do this right. So maximum security." fields and maybe try to build a little bit more security around its holding area once we're back on ship i got it and that's what he said he actually actually what he would say would be um consider it done captain all right well uh do you want to continue the tour or shall we um move, uh shall, do um, you want to get back to the reliant well, I could take a look around, but if we're going to be working on this, I do want to have a little bit of all hands on deck as we're getting this thing on board since, yeah, a bit of a mystery right here. So if you don't mind, we can bring this back in and then, yeah, if there's time, come back for the tour or at least when we pick up our engineer. Oh, very well. Um, it, it, it is good to see, see you all. It's uh, Chief Engineer Rick. I, am, I knew you'd be able to, to get there and... I don't know something when I when I saw your graduation. I there was something about the crew there that you've got. I, I don't know what it is, but I mean, you all seem to be quite competent and perhaps perhaps not not enough paranoid. But 
Um, as this job can be really weird sometimes, but uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you're. All, uh, I'm glad to see you again. And it, it, it's it's been nice to make all of your acquaintances as well. Not 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 to the, to uh, uh, not to take any away from the rest of you. Marcus, with that, bows, says thanks for the compliment, and leads the team back to the Reliant. I was I was gonna say real quick, not not in character, just this very much has a uh, a vibe of no offense, <laughs> some taken. <laughs> Uh, quite possibly so Marcus just yeah uh, Marcus just sort of like yep gets the Starfleet and um, it goes back and uh, yeah just make sure everything's sort of on order and there's a little sort of wiggling niggling thought in the back of his mind like yeah there's something I haven't really been working on too much so he kind of makes a mental note um, for when they get back on the ship and uh yeah, proceeds from there. All right, so Rick stays behind, but the rest of you return uh, to the Reliant as as um, as it seems all eyes uh, are fixed on the Tupperware container and, and the, the the little lob inside. Um, you enter. Why the, wouldn't they be? Jeez. Uh, the airlock opens and closes, and 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 the docking port detaches. Um, once you're ready to go, and um, you receive a final message uh, from the the Al Quarizmi. Thank you once again, and we'll see you soon. Al Quarizmi out. I'll send a standard Starfleet. Uh, we're um, uh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> Basically, a uh, you know reliant <laughs> out. Reliant out. Um, we have our mission parameters. Uh, be back to pick up our chief engineer at you know such and such a time and, and verify rendezvous coordinates and then close the channel. Be like we're set to, um, to go, Marcus, Captain. Um, I've got to get down to the science labs. Um, one quick thing, Bryce. Um, we what we probably want to have around that thing is some computer uh, computer control monitoring systems. We don't want to just Absolutely. let that. Yeah, if anything changes, we want to be able to pick up right away. Setsa, well, um, Ensign Jagoro is a computer specialist, so bring her down there. Just yeah, have her help you with setting up the equipment. Uh, since this thing, Waitley, you're thinking it might have a mind. No, potentially. It is unusual, and I it does not come across as anything I am. All right, um, uh, Kara, if uh, somebody else can fly the ship, you're our resident expert on xenobiological, you know, xenobiological stuff. You should probably come down to the science labs too. Kara just, you know, says okay, yeah, I'm keeping my gun though. And she heads off to the science lab. <laughs> I'm keeping my gun, though. And as you walk, so, like, I, like he's basically going to ex- be like, uh, are we excused to take care of this, Captain? <laughs> and he points to his gun um, and looks at uh, And then Mar- uh, Marcus says, um, I. And uh, kind of goes to the uh, con officer just to see if there's anything innocuous, but uh, something they can basically take care of in terms of small surveys while they're waiting for the um, rendezvous uh, time. So not so, going too far. I definitely want to not say, go too far to go from Epsilon deliver this to this somebody? Is, is that our mission, Baz? We go deliver this to somebody and then come back and get Rick? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Okay, so uh, where... Lost you, Duncan. 
Oh, uh, where is the point where we're delivering it off to you? Epsilon uh, 10? Uh, uh, there, uh, actually, probably, yeah, that's probably a good spot for it to uh, hand off. Okay, so, yeah, Marcus just goes to the con officer and orders a corset back to Epsilon 10 and takes a seat. All right, can I have I'm everyone gonna... do an insight security for me with three dice? Real quick, just, you know, I guess before, you know, we go to the next dramatic moment or anything, the camera just pans to Kara in the science lab, and she just goes over and points at the Tupperware, looking at it very sternly, and says, I'm on to you. On to so, you, that's awesome. I got two successes, Baz. All right, so for the inside security role, would it be more appropriate for Marcus on the bridge or Setsa in science to do this one? Uh, probably Setsa. Okay. I need to look at a different cheat. Oh, pff, same darn number. This is an insight which again? Insight security? Insight security. So two successes from Setsa. Or, yeah, two successes. Uh, discount that uh, 17. Lol. <laughs> okay, is that everyone? Oh, uh, what about uh, Eli? Eli wants to roll. What was that, Baz? Uh, yeah, so Eli and Waitley can still roll if they want. What is the roll that I must do? Insight security. Insight security with three dice. Oh boy, that's gonna f- insane. Okay, that's yeah, just ten. Come on, magic shoes. One success. None. So, Setsa and, uh, Kara both sort of notice that, that, um, the, the blob is starting to get a I bit more active and starting to go towards the top of the, um, top of the, of, of the Tupperware container and you're not sure what it's doing, but it doesn't look like it is, um, something's going on there. Um, ooh, here's something. Setsa thinks, like, thinks she should tell someone, but isn't sure, sure, being sort of the, uh, the, the most junior officer there, whether or not she should say something. So she looks As, to Kara first. Notice that too, with two successes? Uh, yes, with two successes that, sorry, you, uh, Bryce would have noticed that as well, sorry. So it's just more active in the container right now? Uh, more active, and, going and, towards and the it top. might be going towards the top where the, the, the sort of the locking mechanism for the lid is. Kara taps her comm badge. Generally the Graves. Uh, gra- uh, Graves here. Hey, guess what? Our little passenger is getting a lot more active, and if I didn't know better, is trying to stage an escape. Uh, Bryce says, you little, you little, I knew it. And he grabs the top so that he can hold the top closed with his android strength. Uh, Marcus says, put it, if there's a container with, or a problem with that container, put it in another container. Just keep building and force field it if necessary. Um, also have a contingency plan to potentially eject it into space if absolutely necessary. We should probably plan in case those measures fail, that we've got something in our back pocket. Also, force fields are generally pretty good about this too, and if we're dealing with some sort of amorphous creature, uh, maybe try lowering the temperature a bit. Yeah, I was thinking that too, but I wanted your permission before I tried to freeze the damn thing. Uh, not freeze it, but just see what it, uh, lowering the temperature does. Maybe it makes it a little bit less active. Close enough. Jim running out. We'll see what we can do. All right, Bryce, can I get you to do, uh, which is better, daring or fitness for you? Uh, daring. 
Uh, daring security roll. This will be an opposed check. Opposed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, this is terrible. Flubber's already getting out. I am going to be Flubber, using... Flubber, I got two six. <laughs> I got two successes, Flubber. I'm going to be using oh. one of uh, one of my threats to give it an extra die. Damn you, Flubber. And that is two successes. Uh, so it is... Uh, where are you rolling, guys? Where, yeah, where'd you roll on that one? So I, I, I'm doing I, I it directly to can't... the major, major bot, so you guys don't actually see the secret source behind the screen. But I'll tell oh, you... Oh, that's awesome, actually. So, two, two successes for the bot, two successes for Bryce. Bryce is just able to, to hold on. It's actually surprisingly strong. Um, yeah, can, uh, can you give me an insight science check, Bryce? Why? Um, <laughs> why? Oh. Is, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. But yeah, you, you're able to say that because it's able to take uh, different forms. It's able to like sort of change its form so it's it's like really like as a strong grip. Like you're able to, to say this has purposely tried to take a grip and and, and 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 you know sort of escape and and it's only you actively you know like holding it, counteracting what it what it's trying to do. That that it's you're strong able- is what you're saying. That it's it's there is at least some sort of instinct in there as well. That okay. that, that there um, is there is a purpose to like how it's how it's how it's like it, it purposely changed its shape and, and 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 properties to try and get out of the cage. Um, so it's like give me a level ten force field box as soon as you can, please. Uh, wait me uh, down here. here. Sets that up, and oh, I'm just gonna check to make sure. Uh, let's see. I just gotta check the drive real quick, and my handy little thing of traits that we never remember to use. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, for sets, uh, um, she gets an addi- for computer expertise in doing this. She gets an additional uh, d20 to her pool. Awesome. And one thing to note is that using her other trait, Neural Interface, she's able to um, she's able to uh, call up their attempt to call up the force field without going to the computer terminal. So for this action, it's three dice. And let's is it science reason or science control? Let's do science c- control. Okay. So three, D, 20, 14. Oh. And as another thing, um, I get a re-roll. Oh, dang it. No, no, I don't get a re-roll that one, unless we want to spend momentum. We should have plenty. I'd say feel free. You, you have okay, four momentum let's re-roll. if you want to re-roll the, the complication there. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Whew. Okay. Hey. So the, the, the le- what, le- level 10 you said, force field? As strong yeah. as possible? Okay. So the, the the force field shimmers into existence around the uh, around the around Bryce's arm and around the box. What do you want to like? Um, also, just one other thing to note: this is the first time anyone has seen Satsa interface with the computer without like using the neural interface. 
Yeah, so it, it just sort of... Price approves. <laughs> it just sort of, like, sets it doesn't seem to move. It just sort of, of um, the, the, the force field just sort of materializes, not materializes, but shimmers into existence without any, any seeming mm. computer interaction. So we've got the force field. Is it like a molded around Bryce's hand or is it under his hand? So what, what it is, it, it's sort of going fully around the hand and just going up into, into whatever the, it's sort of like a column, but it, Bryce's hand, it's sort of like a hole through it. Okay. <laughs> That's still a problem. Bryce, but if he takes his hand off. I trust the field is faster than whatever that is. Bryce, pull your hand out of the force field, please. I go ahead and do, uh, make sure I'm not muted. Yeah, I go ahead and do that. All right. So as uh, as you do, the the force field quickly remolds and solidifies into to one into one singular stream. Um, the as as you look, the the, the the jar is starting to starting to to sort of jiggle and and move as the lid pops off, and there is this. Um, one quick thing. Uh, the way we uh, sets it would have created the force field is like around the box as close as possible. Oh. So would it be possible for the top of the force field to prevent the lid from coming up? This will be another check on behalf of stuff. Okay. Um, so uh, once again, with my super secret behind the screen magic die rolling. Um, by the way, um, I wasn't kidding. I'll be like, um, I, 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 while I was holding the lid down, I activated my comm badge without tapping it. I was just like, Bryce to Waitley, get down to the science labs. Ah, all right. Uh, Waitley says Roger. I figured that way. like all of this would be happening as you were on your way there. So I wasn't too worried about the fact that, you know, it got, it got, like missed a little bit but yeah he he wants waitley down there like pronto <laughs> okay so i'm using is eli sorry i'm using another dice is um, mem- uh, threat for, the, for this as well. uh we'll spend a momentum to do this okay. actually since sets us interface with the with the computer does the ship get to assist i i will allow um computer security uh Wait, control security? Uh, comp- well, for the ship, computer's security. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to roll that. Uh, so just open. Um, I'm not sure what the stats are uh, for the Reliant EP. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Where's the ship page? There we go. Found it. Found it. Okay, so computer security, that's a 12. So that's a... Let's go for not spending the momentum yet. So she just does her original roll, and then 2d20, and then 12 so- for the ship. Okay, so one d twenty. One d twenty. So that is three. You're in the like. You see the lid struggle against the force field. There, there's, um, you know, like, you can areas of the force field brighten, and, and there's there's bit of bit of energy energy sparking around, but but the lid seems to be staying on. It's the um. um. The blob seems Setsa to walks seems to be stuck inside for now. Setsa walks up to the force field, shakes her finger at uh, at the blob, and says, "No, no getting out. Bad blob. Stay. Hey, what? Stay. No, no. Stop it. Stop it." Setsa, can we drop the temperature inside the force field? 
Um, maybe. She um uh, checks out how to do that and um tries to adjust environmental controls in that area. Alright, give me a control science. Um when you you start oh. to 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 lower it, but it doesn't the one that isn't doesn't seem to be enough. One success doesn't seem to be enough to localize the temperature just in the exact area you want. The so all sort of room seems to be just come like a few degrees colder. That's a shrug. Bryce, Bryce pulls out his sidearm, looks over at Kara and says, highest stun setting if we have to. Because he knows she's got a sidearm too. <laughs> Kara starts adjusting her phaser. You're on highest stun setting. If that doesn't work, I'll be on highest setting, period. And that is... Uh, let's, let's have a bit it's of a break. Just... Uh, drink break. It's coming up to one and a half hours. Uh, cool. Um, the, show. He, he, the, the thing that Bryce says, uh, looks back at Kara and says, though, it's like kind of actually a, a pretty good stopping point for a drink break. He says, this just became a first contact mission. And looks back <laughs> at the blob. Kara looks back at him. My first priority is the safety of this ship and the people on board it. If it's out and it's hostile and you can't stun it, I will destroy it. All right, so where we last left off after the break, the strange blob was trying to escape from this uh, sci-fi Tupperware container uh, smothered in a level 10 force field. Fortunately, it it was trying to escape, but fortunately... Fail thanks to the intervention of both Bryce and Setzer, and uh, discovered that maybe there is some intelligence there after all. So what when do you does guys get there? As well? <laughs> so uh, Waitley and Eli have have just arrived, and now what are you guys gonna do? Soon as as soon as Waitley and Eli come into the room, I say, uh, this. Hmm. They walk in. They walk into the science labs, or rush into the science labs. I turn. I I have my I have my sidearm out, pointed at the level ten force field, and I look at them and I say, "This has become a first contact scenario." Waitley, you have got to establish contact with that thing so that it isn't hostile if it escapes. Waitley nods and approaches the box and attempts to make contact with it. Okay, give me another insight. Um, command. You have two momentum left, but use one to get an extra die. You said use one. All right, I will spend a momentum. That's that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, let's go group, ahead and do it's that. A group deci- it's a group decision, but I would totally spend a momentum to get an extra die here. Does, does the co- does the group consess? Or um, half of it consents. I I do three fourths. There is enough of a consensus. Even though it may not be a full consensus. Oof. Good that we did that. <laughs> See, we wouldn't even have one success. You wouldn't e- if we hadn't done that. There we go. That's that's I the am jazz. Wrap tonight. Yeah, but still, that's the jazz. That's why the momentum was used. You you were able to to start to put together that. Okay, with, with Bryce's, you're able to put start to put together links that. Yes, there is some kind of intelligence here, but you're not able to really, really properly connect with it yet. It, it, it's uh, just a bit too foreign to, for you to try and translate 
your thoughts into something that would be more appropriate for what what seems to be more distributed <clears throat> distributed mind like there there seems to be like it's all mind it's all muscle it's all movement there is i mean everything is so more jumbled together than anything that you've you you've encountered that that it's 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 hard to to properly you know like connect on a mental level um Kara looks between Bryce and Setsa for a moment. Bryce, try to keep that thing from leaving. Setsa, scan it enough to make sure that I can get a lock on it with the transporter. I'm going to go deal with plan, I don't know, D, whatever it is at that point. Kara heads out to the shuttle bay. Uh, Bryce, Bryce, knowing what you're doing, just nods at you and goes, plan D. <laughs> uh, Setsa nods compliantly and we'll go ahead and... Try to see if she can do the, um, uh, to, um, let's see, I'm just pulling up the right sheet here. Yeah, so she'll see if she can get a lock on the transporter system, which, figuring out if the computer can do it, that gives her the extra dice, so she gets three, because of her computer expertise. Okay, it will be a difficulty four check. Oh! Use, use that last momentum. I would say yeah. definitely use that last momentum. Uh, and reminder, if you also to... have uh, uh, the the um, values and determination. If you yeah, want to... so the study of biology is... In, or every situation has a solution. Oh, no, God damn it, that's Kara. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Uh, okay. Uh, joy in learning. So she's learning about doing something new with the computer, so that would apply for a value. What what are some Edge. of the other values? Just to see if there's something a bit better. Uh, tenacious survivor. I don't want to be alone. And friends comes first. I, I think um, tenacious survivor might actually apply better here because it is a unknown right. thing that is potentially threatening. Testing, testing. Yep. And she has. We heard you, Nord. Um, we have. Yep, uh, she also has a focus in creative um, problem solving. Okay, I will allow that. Roll uh, two dice. And, uh, All right, computer... so oh, three dice. Oh, three, three dice with her talent. Yeah, and then what's her t uh, critical range? Uh, so it's uh, it it'll be um it'll be uh just double let's say control it'll be control science. So... Um, so uh, what's her critical range since a value and a focus both apply? Yeah, so so whatever her science value is will be her focus. And then she'll just get an okay. extra crit on top of whatever she rolls. Okay, so critical range is four. Yep. Okay. Okay, with the with the determination that is the five that is five, so you get uh, one momentum back. So you're now at two. Hey. So as, as you scan, uh, you use the transporter lock. You're able. To, it is very hard to actually find a lock. Um, Problem doesn't seem to be that it's it's unusual. You can actually like it, it's more that the that the blob is seemingly more absorbing the like energy the the scanning that is being done to it. So it there is there is not much of a of a response through the scanners to actually for it to fully lock onto. But but you're able to enhance and and do uh, the 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 technical science wizardry that that is that is Starfleet is known for, 
and actually boost up the signal enough that you were able to 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 so get a solid transporter lock on the blob. So after she's done that, she kind of takes a look around, uh, brings up a data pad, and walks over to the um, container with the blob, holds the data pad out, and says, "We're we're gonna try a little bit of contact. So, um, we're gonna start uh, going simple, but maybe we can get somewhere." So. She starts um, playing back on the data pad a very simple, like, children's word uh, and symbol matching game. Like, just uh, trying to teach it language right there. So you have, like, the computer saying, Apple! And showing a picture of an apple with the uh, lettering Apple. And then, banana! And it just kind of keeps going. And she's just uh, sitting there with infinite patience trying to teach it, um, trying to teach it uh, language on the fly. Okay, yeah, give me a, uh... I'm, I'm Wait, is that a chance of succeeding? Let's, let's, let's see if it does. Um, it is a very <laughs> unlikely chance, but, um, give, uh, give me, give me a, give me a roll. It's going to be, uh, like a difficulty five check, but if you want to roll okay. for it. Uh, I'm going to roll. I'm just seeing if anything applies, and I'm pretty sure... Oh, no, it's going to be difficulty four, because if Set says cultural flexibility, she's trying to learn about, oh, in an unfamiliar culture, that wouldn't apply yeah. necessarily to just the blob. No, it's not really a culture, okay. it's, 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 yeah. Okay, so this can't succeed. <laughs> okay, so what's my, um, uh, so let's say, is it reason science? Uh, I'll go with reason science. It's it's either that or okay. presence, but no. <laughs> and a complication. Okay, there there is a complication. Um, the 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 even though it's cold, it's 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 a slightly cooler environment, uh, and there was a slight drop in in activity from the blob. Um, it sort of activated again and started to be more agitated. As, as, as you try blurring sounds and lights at it. <laughs> Setsa will continue to do this until someone pulls her back. In in the meantime, let's uh, jump over to Kara and see what uh, Kara is doing. Kara at this point has gotten to the shuttle bay, has immediately commandeered one of the shuttles, and has gotten ready to launch. Presuming that no one stops her, she's going to take the shuttle out about, say, oh, five kilometers... And then she's going to start powering down everything on the shuttle, except life support. And she's also going to lock everything down, except life support. All right. Uh, no, no one stop you. You're seeing your crew, and uh, you're, you're also a con officer, so you know, like you know, you know how to how to do the processes for internal Starfleet processes for taking your ship out, and and. Um, you're able to do that pretty, pretty. It's all pretty basic, so it's you won't need to roll. You, you, you. Uh, actually, give me a um, reason engineering to see how well you lock down the actual computer systems of the of the shuttle. One success. You, you you've got a, a basic level of lockdown done. Uh, it's it probably enough w- for a blob. I hope. Yeah, you you know it probably wouldn't hold up for long against a. Uh, a person, but 
it it's, could very well hold it up against the blob. You're not really sure. Well, with her work done, Kara just taps her com badge. Tyranny to Reliant, please beam me back to the science lab. Uh, Reliant here. <laughs> uh, um, acknowledged, and uh, let's see how well they do the transporter. I'll do this one. Oh, God, please don't roll two complications. <laughs> this I don't need. Okay, that is that is that is good enough. You you get you get to where you were going. Uh, you beamed in the science lab. At worst, I would have put you somewhere else on the ship altogether. Uh, oh, two com- two complications. Yeah, actually, that late. Car just looks at Bryce and sets a. I've set up. Oh, let's call it a slightly distanced holding chamber if we need it. You got a lock on that thing, right? Yep, um, it's getting a little angry, so uh, maybe we should send it over? Um, also, I'll note that uh, Eli was called in to the science lab to help out with things. Hi, Marcus. Yeah, I'm here. Blobs are not my so, area of expertise. Car shrugs. All right, if you want to go ahead and move it over to the distance container thing and see what it does in a shuttle by itself. She looks around to make sure oh. nobody's stopping her. I'm not going to stop you. This is probably a very good idea. All right, Setsa, send that thing over to the shuttle. It's about five kilometers away, and I lock down everything but life support. Setsa nods and um, uses her neural interface to initiate the transporter, using the ship for help. All right, for this one, I'm not really going to make you roll for us. Okay. uh, The the, the Tupperware and the blob, um, it takes a a bit extra for the, the, the transporter to to actually prop it since it's just um, such a unusual behavior of, of, of an object uh, but it's, it's transported away and appears on on what would be the um, the, the pilot seat on the shuttlecraft about five kilometers away Kara um, double taps her combat again Jirani to Graves Graves here I've either solved our problem or made it much, much worse. What'd you do? I'm currently using a powered-down shuttlecraft as a biological containment unit. Well, it's a good idea, idea Captain. Yeah, I mean, just tow it behind us. Pretty uh, simple enough. Um, so long as it doesn't take a lock on us with the phasers, I think we'll be fine. But even still, I think we're an, enough of a match for shuttlecraft in case this blob manages to hijack it. Keep us advised of the situation. We'll keep uh, track of things from up here. Uh, Graves out. Uh, Victor. Yes. Uh, you should probably keep trying to make contact. You might be our best bet. Uh, doctor, we've got scans. Maybe you and the medical team can come up with something that would uh, incapacitate it somehow. Again, this is a first contact situation now. Really great idea, Kara, by the way. Uh, but this thing now is... We can verify this is a, a creature the likes of which we've never met before. The captain's got some real big decisions to make. Let's get to our jobs. Setson, you're with me. We're going to go to the shuttle bay, and you're going to establish a remote leak with that shuttle. If that thing starts pressing buttons, I want to know if it's doing that randomly or if it's trying to do something. Okay. All right. Waitley is going to attempt to keep trying to make some sort of quick contact with the blob. All right. Give me another insight command. 
Two successes. Okay, this time you're able to make contact with with the, the the understanding that you've been able to gain from the previous times. You're able to approach this in a way that is actually, um, it, it actually seems to actually connect mentally. Uh, what you're getting is, is more. It's not. It is more of like a animal kind of intelligence. The, the main thing you're getting is hunger, and and it's it sort of you can say, you know that it has. Food, there is food nearby, but you're not really getting a lot of, of you know, what it considers food. You just know that it's just trying to find some food and eat whatever that food is. So there's, like, no, like, internal dialogue. Just, like, it, it is not sentient. It is, uh... Um, give me another uh, insight command check. One success. Uh, if... There is, um, if it was bigger, perhaps it would be more intelligent since it's, it's neural, it's, 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 it's mental capacity seems to be more tied to its size, seeing like, you know, as, as everything is spread out, the bigger it is, the, the smarter it becomes. Uh, at this size, yeah, it yeah. is, it is more of, um, more of, you know, like more of you know a basic animal, but it could could in theory become sentient if it if it was to eat and grow and to get bigger, combined Weatley with uh, combined with other versions of itself and so forth. Waitley will explain that to uh, everyone then. Uh, Bryce is heading back to the bridge to uh, report to Graves. I'm going to assume that Kara heard it through her com badge. She responds. So we just start beaming over sandwiches and hope that helps? Who's all still in there with, with Waitley? Uh, nobody. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone left. <laughs> I said, let's get to our jobs, and we all left. <laughs> like, yeah, like, Setsa got dragged over to the shuttle bay. Eli went back to med bay. What is around um, that this thing might be considering food aside from myself of course um so so it is uh, like you're it is on the shuttlecraft um so i there there is everything that there would normally be on shuttlecraft there isn't as far as you know there wouldn't actually be what and like you would consider food there but something there is food um it would likely be that it's something... Waitley, uh, Waitley says, Computer, run a full uh, biological analysis of both the blob, item, creature, entity, and anything within the shuttlecraft that seem like they may, may be uh, compatible as far as their biology. Alright, this will be... Since this is a biology thing, let's do a medical check. Um, this will be... Uh, your reason, medicine, plus the computers, science, front of the ships, computers, and science, and this will be another difficulty for check. So the um, <clears throat> Ken or <clears throat> Waitley, you didn't contact Setsa, did you, with any of this information? Well, if nobody was there, he would have just put it out as a uh, you know a general thing on comm. Oh, okay. 
Oh, so other or can other people hear? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he would have sneaky guess. Yeah, he would have sent it to anybody that had been a part of it. Um. So yeah, you so want me to maybe help helpful. with that? Uh, Setsa should help. Right as on. I uh, as I step out of the turbo lift onto the bridge where Graves is, I would say Waitley's information guarantees this is a first contact scenario, Captain. And I move to my tactical station, scan the shuttle. All right, so. The uh, ship's target number is 13. What uh, was the role for? It was uh, medicine and... Uh, it was uh, reason medicine. Okay. Excellent. All right, so... One success and a complication. Hooray, success is so bad. This is both... The first number is going to be stat says The second number is going to be the ships. Because their uh, target number is both 13. Seth is going to use her... As a matter of maximum efficiency talent to roll, re-roll her dice. See, isn't everybody really oh. glad I sent that thing far away? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so you Super have glad. two successes so far. And a complication. So just waiting for the uh, ship's roll. It was part of the... It was 2d20-13. Setsa oh. had her one dice for okay, assisting. Yeah. And then the second dice was the ship. Because they had the same target number. Okay, gotcha. So there's still a complication, but now there's... Uh, oh, no. The second number was the ship. It's not a complication. Whew. Uh, Waitley rolled a complication. Yep. Yeah, it would have been worse if there were two. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Sh- the shuttle is locking torpedoes on the ship. <laughs> so first the, um... The... the, the... Computers are unable, you're unable to find any compatibilities between uh, the blob and and what could be on the ship. Uh, so there is that. Um, and the complication is that seemingly by accident, Kara's lockouts have been removed. No! no. The lockouts that Kara put on all the controls so that nothing would happen over there. <laughs> Oops. Um, so, um, yeah. So, as far as you can see from your scans, there isn't any, any, any particular. Like you, you don't know where it could be going, but it seems to be going and doing something because you know something just happened to the ship, to to the um to the shuttlecraft. Am I aware that I inadvertently uh, turned off the lockouts? Uh, so, so what, 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 what it is, it isn't you turning them off. It's just so happened that, 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 uh, that there was coincidence and I'm using the threat to create the complication that the lockouts have been removed. Gotcha. Hmm. Waitley's going to go to a science console and start researching to see if there's been any similar, uh, by forms that have been discovered in Starfleet history. All right, give me, uh, let's say, reason medicine. Setsa is also back in the uh, science lab, uh, having assisted Waitley and just kind of defaulting into this is my task. So she's also going to try to help Waitley find that information. And would the joy in learning uh, value apply here? Um, you've already used a determination. So uh, you can't okay. Have a second. Okie dokie. I was just wondering if that would affect the uh, the crits, but, but can, yeah, she's able to. You can roll one assistance dice anyway. Okie dokie. 
So what is his role? Uh, reason, um, science for you. And I got two successes on yep. my roll. Uh, wait. <laughs> uh, first number. <laughs> That's a five. So, yes, there, there is three successes on that. And you're able to confirm that as far as you're able to find out, there has been nothing at all remotely similar. Um, do we get momentum for that? You do get momentum for that. Um, it is unlike the founders, unlike any other phase or shape changing that that has been existed before. Like the, um, uh, what was from the Enterprise, the Sulaban. Um, yeah, it, it is ba- completely unlike anything you have before. So there is no point of reference. Um for you going forward, but that is that is a success. You're able to confirm that this is completely new. Interesting. He, uh, he lets uh, Graves and the rest of the crew know that he is determined that Starfleet has encountered nothing similar. When I start scanning, do I detect the, uh, do I detect Carter's lockouts go down? Um, okay, um, what are you scanning for? Are you scanning for the ship? Are you scanning, like, the computer systems? Are you scanning for what the thing is doing inside? Uh, I went to the tactical station and did short-range, uh, level whatever scan on the shuttle, whatever I can detect. Okay. Um, um, I'm looking at the whole, trying to look at the whole picture, not just, uh, not just one part of it. Okay, so what I allow you to do is access the ship's internal sensors. So give me give sure. me a roll. Um, give me a roll. Let's say it's reason security, because that because you are you are doing basically what is a security sweep. Optical scans. Woohoo! Two successes. Okay, uh, can I get the reliant to do a sense computer engineering check as well? Okay, uh, what what should what number should we give it? 12, 13? 11, and it failed. Oh, well, at least it didn't complicate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so you are able for you are able to determine that the 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 lockouts that were on there that Kara said were on there have are now disabled. Uh, there's apparently I, I report that to the captain. <laughs> like immediately, I'm like, Captain, the lockouts just went down. You there, want me there, over there? There seems to be some kind of, um, like in, not not um, some drain in in in, in the system that um, it interrupted a temporary drain that interrupted the computer system, and 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 basically the computer system just reset itself. And and without the lockouts on it, um, you, you... Um, Marcus on the bridge. Marcus orders that the uh, warp core on the um, shuttlecraft and a good bit of its computer be removed by uh, transporter. Okay, so I'm going to need to do a couple of rolls here. Yeah, that's some. That's some. Who is our chief O'Brien? Are they half as cool? <laughs> <laughs> Are they equally as important? Okay, so that is one. And Does our engineering team still get auto successes? Yes, I'm going to say no. yes. Uh, okay, well. yes, all right. 
Baz is the engineer. I like that. They still get successes. Okay, so this is a two success. Uh, uh, the, the blob was doing something, but the engineering crew were a bit faster, and the sh- engines and computer systems have been removed, sans blob, from the... Uh, from the um, from the shuttlecraft. Um, uh, uh, wait, Lee, are you still connected to the blob? Are you still maintaining that link? Yes. Yes. Okay. You you're able to to detect that the food there is 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 very much a spike of annoyed anxiety anxiety because uh, the food source has been suddenly has suddenly vanished. Something Waitley in does the a, uh, a scan. Yeah, Waitley does a scan to determine what changed. Uh, wow. so, so you're able to determine that the both the computer system and the engines of the of the shuttlecraft have been removed by a teleporter, and one of those things must have somehow contained whatever the food was. Hmm. Setsa coughs and says. If it was either feeding on the main power or the computer, we could, like, beam over, like, a small data pad, see how it interacts with it. I like this idea. Let's try this. I like that this is all going on via communicator. Uh, no, she's actually back in the room with them. Oh, okay. Uh, just so, Kara, is there anything you want to do as well, since we're... No, not until something goes wrong. I'm just kind of waiting for... Something to happen. Alright. So... Is it possible there's been any success in the med bay? We do have scans of how this thing, like, its biology is. Can Eli do anything down there? Uh, if, if Eli wants to examine the scans, he can. Sure. What am I rolling? Uh, give me a reason, medicine. Uh, what are some of your values? Um, give me a second. I'm opening up the drive, but my computer is... My laptop is being slow. It wants to die. Um, I um, I've no got value. it. Okay, can you read out the values, uh, values and focuses for me there, Duncan? I don't think uh, so. Uh, so, values is serving in Starfleet's family tradition, loyal to the ideals of the Federation, never be cruel, never be cowardly, we endure hardship so others don't have to. Focuses, emergency medicine, cybernetics and prosthetics, xenobiology, trauma surgery, xenoanthropology, and advanced medical research. I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow the xenobology for this. Uh, so uh, give me a roll with uh, reason medicine with the focus. Um, this will be a difficulty too. So target is 14. And what's his um, um, crit range? Well, his science and medicine are 4. So. Okay. Woohoo! Oh, wait, no. Dang it, I was looking at Rick Tier's roll. Ah! Huzzah! Okay, three successes, so you get to back up to three, uh, three momentum, and um, you're able to uh, to put together that this is a, a being that is that seems to most re- like feed off more esoteric energies. Uh, so there's some, you get some chronotons, you get some. Um, a few other things, but the thing that stands out to you is that it, that this this mainly feeds off baryon radiation. Yes, 
me know something. There we go. I was muted. I'm going to tap my com badge, uh, Dr. O'Connor to Captain Graves. Graves here. This thing eats energy. All right. Good to know. Um, Waitley reported that as this thing grows, it becomes potentially, could potentially become sentient. Um, well, let's, let's see. Did you detect any upper limit in how it could potentially grow? Um, did I? Um, no, you don't. It's, um, it could grow and split. Um, there doesn't seem to be, like, it, it would depend on, on, uh, on the wishes of, of the being at that point in time of, of how big it could grow, how smart it could get. All right. Well, let's try a little bit of something. Um, I'm team uh, rig up a baryon emitter um, with a small Good amount idea. of energy. And let's go ahead, beam that over to the shuttle. Uh, take a look and try to detect how its mass changes. That might give us an indication of how the uh, creature is growing. And then Waitley can tell us if there's any change in the amenities cognition. So we're able to keep track of the physical dimensions as well as the um, uh, cognitive development. Is this ethical uh it's hungry wants to feed yes but can we and feed it... something into sentience is my question it doesn't feel like a simple answer well it i mean it. if it stops of its own volition we're not going to force feed it so i mean we can keep an eye on like we can keep an eye on it see how it, if it's developing you know if it's getting more disturbed or happier if it's um as it's being fed and adjust accordingly what what we know is that it wants to feed, but the doctor's right. We feed it, we're guaranteeing that it probably gains this sentience that it might. Is that our call? Well, it would be able to split if it's a problem, and that would effectively reduce its cognitive abilities by half. We're not asking if it's a problem for it, sir. Is it a problem for us to basically create a sentient life form? It doesn't even feel like creating one. It feels like uplifting. I say if it gets upset, we send it some small amounts of energy, but we're best off just taking this thing to the Daystrom Institute. I agree. Marcus, Marcus at this point has flashbacks to Lieutenant Tardigrade at Starfleet Academy. And it's like this cute, adorable, like, series of flashbacks of, like, John eating ice cream for the first oh. time and playing hide-and-seek in the dorm room of him studying his little, uh, his little paws off in the, uh, academy. Just real slow, real adorable. John just sort of looks up in the camera, just sweetness radiating from his face, and Marcus is just like, Ugh. because he knows where John came from and what he was like at that time. And the decision that that captain had made for him. And he says, I'll deal with the consequences. Beam over Baryon emitter. I That's officially protest. Alrighty then. Noted. Since Kendra and Quentin are not back on the ship yet, that would place either... E it's really up to... Um, it's really up to Marcus. That would place either Eli or Bryce as temporary first officer. So Bryce would just say noted. Which is... Um, what he should say, because that's I about all I can do, so... <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think Chain of Command, um, oh, how's that one go? Yeah, I think Eli is, uh, temporary first officer, um, given the structure we had, so, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the two. It's one of the two of them because they're the other, the only other two on board who have command training. <laughs> I will. Kara has I, command training. I remind that's you. That's true. Kara. Kara is. Uh, Kara is officially um, capable of taking command of the ship. I will note Kara's objections. Um, add my own, but I'll follow your orders anyway. All right. Uh, beam over the smallest amount possible, or smallest amount you feel is comfortable. If this thing is hungry. We also have to consider that it may need that for its own survival. Who knows how long it says it's been since it's last fed. So I'll leave the distribution up to you, Doctor. We can have the emitter over there, and we can charge it up a little bit more, sending more uh, power cells over. But you and Waitley, I'll leave the throttling in your hands, but I want to give it a little something. Just a little. If it can do something with that, it's up to it. But I don't want to just hold this thing without giving it a chance. Over to the Daystrom Institute, because I've seen how else this can go, and I'm not going to deny a life form the potential to make something other of itself. I hate that I'll, that I'll say this. Um, Baz, I lock phasers on lock phasers and photon torpedoes on target um, and hold them at the ready. All right. Um... I, I have to do that. Like, literally, as it gains sentience, it could decide to become hostile, and I have to be ready for that. That's my job. All right. See, Kara so wouldn't feel bad about that at all. She'd still do it, but she wouldn't even feel bad about it. I'm gonna See, I, I, don't have a, I don't have a sheet for him, but one of his values is definitely he doesn't kill unless he has to. Neither does Kara, but at this point, almost everything she's met in the galaxy has tried to kill her or someone on the ship. Therefore, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go back down to the med bay and check something before I beam over any energy. All right. Um, So what do you check? I want to see if I can tell with its biology if it's going to suffer from from refeeding syndrome or it's it's a it's a medical condition when you've been starved for too long. Like if you start like going and eating what you would have normally beforehand, it could kill you. All right, give me another medicine, um, reason, reason medicine check with, uh, the focus. What an awesome idea, dude. Okay, um, so it's sort of, from what you're able to figure out, uh, it sort of naturally grows and shrinks according to the available food source. So, I mean, it, it's, it's any, any refeeding... It's sort of part of its how it would naturally operate anyway. All right. With that knowledge, I'm gonna send over the uh, send over some energy, just just a little bit. All right. Um. So you you set up. Give me a control medicine. Uh, control science to set up the emitter. Control science. So, am I gonna have any help from the ship or anyone else? Ged would be down there. Uh, I, I will right. allow you to use the ship and and one other assistant. Um, All right. So, is that three? It's true to say. It's true to say. Ged would be there. It's a three d twenty then, or ha- so. So two, two, Well, uh, what would Ged's um, control science be? Probably a thirteen. We don't. Okay. I'll... Actually, no. Probably like a ten or an eleven. He wouldn't have a great control because medicine wouldn't rely a lot on control, would it? It would rely more on like reason and insight, right? Uh, control, is... well, control for surgery. 
Um, okay, so he'd probably have yeah. a decent control. So maybe 11 or 12 or 13, but I doubt he'd be up to 14 or 15 in that yet. Mine's 15. So. Okay, so... I'll Yours roll. is 15, right, Ged's so probably 14. Okay, so I'll roll for Ged, 14. There's me, there's Ged. And okay. then the ship is... So make, make that um, computer science for the ship. And ship also gets success, so four in total. Okay, so you're able to finally... Uh, so get, get another momentum for that. I think you're up to three now. Two. Four. Four. Uh, yes, it was either three or four. And, um, and you're able to fine-tune... With, with your readings and your analysis, you're able to fine-tune the baryon emission so that the thing is keeps getting fed but doesn't grow. So you're able to keep it basically around the same level um, as 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 it's uh, what you believe to be to be you know just keep it sustained. Um, so can um, I won't make you roll for the um, beaming over. Uh, and it seems to be work uh, as you and as you beam it over, um, it does seem to one attract the attention of the blob. It seems to be like to sort of climb up on on the thing and hang out basically directly on the emitter, and um, and it, it just sort of stays there happily, um, neither growing nor shrinking nor gaining in intelligence it's making cute noises while doing it too uh you can't really hear that but you can <laughs> imagine for the for the audience the audience you got the camera in the shuttle you just see the blog just go yeah. so of course it marcus surprised at the situation yeah marcus uh, just sort of nods as you know he, he he's getting these reports and just like yeah okay good enough and he the ship continues on to Star Base Epsilon Ten. So I presume awesome. you 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 take the shuttlecraft back into the Reliant first, or we, do you would we have to? Or do you like? Oh, um, uh, we're uh, using the tractor, tractor beam. beam. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah, tell so, it will so pull we're us just... down, but so what? <laughs> yeah, the whole point was to keep it remote and separate. I mean, it's happy now, but yeah, it's happy, just but to that's be no. Sure. It's happy, but that's no guarantee. We're it's more than a, a little gun shy after so many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so can I get Bryce to do uh, an attack on the thing uh, with a with a tractor beam just to make sure that it's okay? The uh, tractor beam roll is what control or daring? Uh, control uh, security with a weapon security. Uh, security from so eleven from the ship. It is so hard not to type two d twenty. I know, isn't it? Uh, I, I was feeling the same there. Um, so two successes. I mean, hopefully we catch it in the tractor okay, that, beam. That is enough. You, 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 you capture in the tractor beam <laughs> and you're able to successfully maintain the tractor beam on it as you uh, collectively, uh, you bring it in closer to the ship, but it's still, it's still, right. you know, separated. So it stays within your warp bubble. But, um, Great. But uh, you're able to to head return back to Epsilon Ten with with the, the shuttlecraft in tow. Um, that doesn't with with the internal sensors scanned from the shuttle still being relayed 
uh, to the Reliant, you're able to to confirm that yes, indeed, the um, they're awesome. It hasn't moved. <laughs> Still making cute little slacking noises on the uh, Baryon emitter. Oh uh, yeah, you, you you can actually with, with the camera open, you can actually hear them now as as they start. It, it is very much a suckling noise. And I would say this was really the best way to deal with it. And, uh, and, and we, we have we have no right to uplift the thing, Captain, as much as we might want to. And he goes through another slight montage of Lieutenant Tardigrade on a swing, giggling, running through a museum, arms out like an airplane, and just sort of says, "Yeah." If it comes to it, it'll be another day. You know, the Daystrom Institute is probably the best place for this kind of research. So. Yeah. And they're just, like, looking somberly on as the, the shuttle is taken care of by the star, star base. Marcus is just sort of there on the bridge and just still kind of just, I don't know, just somewhat wistful, somewhat just like, yeah, yeah. Kara, at this point, returns to the bridge. Hey, at least it didn't try to eat us all like one of those weird black and white Terran movies. Oh god. I'm with you. I'm glad it didn't I am I am glad it did not try to eat us all. And with that you see the, the ship you're you're destined to pass the the, the, the creature off to uh warp into the system and start approaching. Marcus Let's just make sure it. let's just make sure we give them all the information that we have. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, so uh, assemble a data packet, uh, attach it with our report over to the uh, um, incoming ship, and yeah, let's try to just make or uh, try to make a rendezvous with our chief engineer. All right. So uh, before we wrap up, is there any final scenes anyone wants to do? Oh, let's see. Oh, we could do like like after they've done uh, the handoff, couple, like head. Uh, yeah, head down a to couple. like the. Um... I was just gonna say for for the ship, it might be the science ship, the USS Athens, which is part of the fleet that we're a part of. So, okay. um, it's a Nebula class. All right. So you just pass... to give it like personality. <laughs> yeah. So so you pass pass the um you, you contact the, the the USS Athens make make the necessary small talk that you know ships in the same oh. same fleet generally oh, do. Uh, I'm gonna look at the character list here because since we were in combat with the Athens previously and we've interacted with them before, I'm looking up the uh, Athens uh, chief office. That was the, uh, the Captain Athens Gates. Captain, captain Gates. Uh, so that's that Rick one Moranis. Was the Rick Moranis captain. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, we get hailed by the USS Athens if Hippie wants to take uh, Gates. Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, okay. I'm okay with it just being small talk. He's such a minor character, but it's cool to have like, you know, you know, it's cool to have Rick Moranis on the screen as a Starfleet captain for like, you know, 15 seconds or 20 seconds, right? Like, I, I, I don't know yeah. his personality very well, except that he runs a science ship and he loves science. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Marcus. Uh, Marcus has a little bit of small talk with them, just sort of like, yeah, just catching up a little bit and um, doing the handoff and like, yeah, see you around, yes, you're around the galaxy, and it comes close. Marcus just sort of like, heavy sigh and just like, we off duty yet? I mean, we can be off duty anytime you want, Captain. Um, well, 
I mean, Eli, can, Eli can come up and take the bridge. Moon says, I, I could take the bridge. Kara could. And he smiles over at you, Kara. You think that Moon kind of likes you. <laughs> like, he thinks you're like his buddy. Okay, I was about to say, because if this is romantic interest, I'm going to have to start putting no, together no, 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 a freaking no. chart. Thinks, he thinks of Kara like his buddy. Because he likes, he, he was your like assistant pilot and stuff. He's like, you're my well, I buddy. Mean, that's basically about how it is. So <laughs> yeah, and it's all, and it's also like the Chekhov Sulu combination on the bridge. Like that's where the two of you sit now. So yeah, we can be off duty anytime you want, Captain. Any of us can take the bridge. All right. Well, I'm gonna go to the uh, crap. Up forty two hasn't been rebuilt yet. I'm just gonna go down to the mess hall. Sounds good. Uh, who do you want to take the bridge? Uh, me? Can I go to the mess hall? <laughs> wait, was that Moon asking if he can go to the mess hall? Yes! He was like, wait, who's taking the bridge? Me? C can I go to the mess hall? <laughs> um, Marcus looks uh, Marcus looks at Car and says, I mean, this is just for a break. Are you holding up okay? I'm wondering if maybe I wasn't a little too paranoid, but everything turned out alright, so... Eh. Well, you haven't had the big chair in a while. Feel free. Kara sighs and goes over to the captain's chair. Yeah, the last time I sit here, Space Mom was in command. Moon says, so I can go to the mess hall. Yes, you can go to the mess hall. Been good. It's been good up here. So, um, Kara, you catch uh, Bryce. You catch Bryce laughing a little bit. I was about to say, actually, before Graves says anything, Kara points and just says, "You get the hell off my bridge for a while." <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a picture of like Moon that you did with Art Breeder that was really cool, but yeah, Moon is uh, just like he doesn't need to be told twice. He steps into the turbo lift with Marcus. So Marcus uh, then just sort of uh, kind of like puts a little bit of a note out for the others who are part of the mission. Like, hey, I'm going to the mess hall. If you need to relax, come join me. I put picture of Moon in chat. Moon, Moon, Moon. I like that picture of Moon. That looks really cool. I like I like our our random uh, well not random but I like our art bread picture of uh, now Lieutenant Junior Grade Moon. Now so, for the listeners coming soon this well yeah we'll we'll have we'll have some reference material for you don't worry. Coming soon we'll be doing it we've got all kinds of stuff coming. Um, anyway, <laughs> and, promotion. And just so you're aware, as uh, Moon and Graves arrive in Midbay. Eli is, is there as well. In the mess hall? In the mess hall. Moon is like, hi, Doctor. I haven't had a real chance to meet you yet. Not really. Um, yeah, I don't remember his first name, but he would introduce himself by his first name. Um, uh, let's see. It's uh, Jordan Moon? Jordan yeah, that's Moon. Right. I, think you're, I think you're correct, because all I have to do is go to the drive and find our... Drive. Uh, yep, uh, Jordan Moon. So Jordan got... Moon. Jordan Moon and Jordan Cole. No, yes. no. Um, it, do we? <laughs> yes, that's yes. Fine. They're both named Jordan. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that's totally fine. And what's great is one is a male and one is a female. All right. <laughs> Ensign so, Moon? No, he'd be like Lieutenant Junior Grade uh, Jordan Moon. It's a pleasure to meet you, oh, Doc. Lieutenant. That's right. He's a lieutenant. Now. All right, Lieutenant Moon. I guess in that Ged does your checkups. Oh, uh, so far, yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to meet you. One time I had that Borg doctor. That was really weird. <laughs> yes. Eli takes a flask from it out the inside of his uh, uniform jacket. Um, is Waitley coming to the mess hall? 
Okay. Um, he seems just happy to be among the senior staff right now. Uh, I guess Waitley will come to the mess hall. I've got an idea. Okay, so when Waitley comes to the mess hall, he's got Seta Jigoro kind of like, like he's escorting Seta Jigoro, who is dressed up in a resplendent green gown, hair done up, makeup, radiant as possible. And they walk in together. Well. <laughs> well. And Marcus just turns at this and just kind of has like a little bit of a like a uh, kind of a stunned moment. Sets a let's go and just sort of yeah, giggles a little bit and just comes up to him and just says, Um, hey you. And they get to small talking. I can't do the back and forth right now, but. I, to- I totally understand. Can't do the back and forth, but it would be, would it be fair to say that the captain moves aside with Setsa, leaving Waitley and uh, Eli and? Oh, Moon. he doesn't have that presence of mind. They're just still in the same group. It's not like private. Oh, that's they're just, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're still like in in with everyone. But yeah, uh, Moon would probably uh, be like counselor. I haven't seen you since the mission started. And, in fact, Waitley, um, Moon had one checkup. He is incredibly stable, and he deals with stress through humor. That's what you know about Moon from his initial counseling checkup ages ago when you first stepped on board. You know, during the first uh, counseling sessions. Okay. Waitley nods and says, it's good to see you. You too. So, yeah, I think that's... um, we should we should we should uh, in- introduce our next episode at some point. Um, uh, now, Nord, you know how to get in touch with JB. I do not. I don't know what his like online handle is, but we're we got an upcoming pirate episode. Yep. Yeah, I saw your tweet. Augie retweeted it, so I'll uh, I'll tag him in the super uh, the thing. Yeah, tag JB. I just I didn't. That literally took all of the the characters that my tweet could contain, so I couldn't put NJB. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so. But yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's in two weeks, so it's so, gonna be a fun game. Yeah, and just to wrap up this episode, uh, about it takes about um, on your return trip back to back to the Alquazizmi Al. Worries me. Yeah, that's right. Um, nothing particular of interest does happen, but you meet up, meet up with with the Aventine class vessel, and um, do engage that rest of the tour, and uh, get back to the chief engineer. And um, and we're gonna end this episode as we see the Reliant warp off into the distance, away from the Alquarries me. So, um, Baz, I'm going to give you a piece of information as Rick Tier, um, and I'm sure you'll share it with the, you know, the rest of your crew at some point. Um, you, uh, by studying um, the mechanics of, of time travel and the machines that are used to do it and how the calculations work and all that, um, you know that it is, um, most people say don't activate your time drive without making all of the careful calculations. But you know that it can be done, it has been done, and uh, oftentimes criminals do that, uh, time criminals do that anyway. So you know that um, it's not recommended, but it can be done. So there you go, there's a piece of information that's not foreshadowing at all, I promise. (laughs) 
<laughs> thank you for joining us, and that's where we'll end the episode for tonight. Cruel yeah. Reliant out.